I'm just calling to check in, see how you're doing. Hope you're having a good day. I really need to talk to you. Um, also, go listen to Ariana Grande's new album. Love you. It's gonna all work out sooner than later. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. Hi, guys. Welcome Hi. to Broken Tip Jar. This is episode three. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, we're your hosts, Allie and Hannah. So happy to have you guys back. Um, last week we talked about joy and what joy meant to us and um, finding joy in our everyday life. And this week we're going to talk about what we would say to our younger selves or mistakes we've made in the past from getting out of high school and college and then becoming an adult and just kind of in a general sense. And we could go all the way back to preschool because that is when <laughs> we started our journey together, but right? we decided senior year would uh, be the most effective. Yeah. And we came up with this topic because Hannah and I always talk about how life seems so much easier back in high school. And I feel like any adults listening to this are going to be like, well, duh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think this time of my life between 20 and 23 or 19 and 23 is just the hardest time of my life so far. And I think anyone in this age would say that just because you're going through all these transitions. And so I feel like it was necessary for us to look back and say, what are some mistakes that we did make? And, um, you know, what is some advice we would give to people in that period of transition? Definitely. And I think it's funny because once I, when I was growing up, like in the media, it was like, you're supposed to hate high school. High school is the worst years of your life and you can't wait right? to leave. And that was just not our experience at all. And we no. loved oh my our high gosh. school experience. So I know that for probably a lot of people listening, it's like, well, I hated high school and that's totally fine, but it's still definitely a transition from high school and living under your parents' roof and all that, all that comes with that. And then, you know, picking a college or just becoming an adult, right. everyone goes through that transition for the most part. And obviously there are parts of this time of my life that are more exciting and are better and are mm -hmm. rewarding, but it's also just really difficult in the moment but it can be rewarding and so if you're in that time of your life like we just want to speak into it and give our own opinion about how we felt during the time so yeah so starting Hannah and Allie in senior year I was Ooh. I was playing volleyball I was libero on my volleyball team and I was doing theater with Allie I was doing Latour which we've kind of talked about with Allie and obviously you know doing school and all of that I was dating my now husband Kevin now I look back and I say kind of having the time of my life. Um, right. <laughs> but then I was I was very eager to um, kind of move on. But what were you doing senior year of high school? Yeah, so my senior year, I mean, it was the same. I think I was just always busy somehow during senior year. I was involved in so much and I was like, I had such a set schedule. And so there wasn't much of like the unknown, the only unknown. Well, I guess there was because that's when I was looking to college, but I felt like, well, I know what I want to do for sure. You know, mm -hmm. like I want to do this. I want to work in entertainment. And so I'm just going to have to figure out a way to do that. And I was very confident in that, which is okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like so confident that that's what I was going to end up doing no matter how I got there. So I think that was kind of the mindset I had throughout senior year, but I had fun the whole time because I was like, I had all of you guys around, you know, mm -hmm. we were like a little family and um, we grew up together. And so it was hard in a sense knowing that it wasn't going to be like that in a little bit. But also, like you said, I was kind of like, all right, what's next? How yeah. do I get to what's next? I'm excited for college. I think that's a natural feeling, like the eagerness to move on. And I think that even 
the Lord puts that in us to kind of like yeah. prompt us into the next season of life. I love or I loved in high school being busy. Um, and I don't know if it's, if it's because I had a lot going on in my life that I couldn't really control. And I've talked about this like trauma when I was younger. And I want to clarify that my mom was just sick for a lot of my life and she's doing well now. But it just um, from when I was six to maybe like a year ago, she's just been pretty yeah. sick with cancer and, and um, which multiple things. So hard. I can't even yeah. imagine. So that's what I if I reference that, that's what I'm talking about. And that was definitely prominent in at the end of my senior year. She came in three days before we graduated and told me that she'd had a re recurrence of cancer. But during my senior year, everything was pretty, pretty much good. So I guess just to like give a general piece of advice to myself, it would be to to slow down. And like we're saying, like we were so busy. And I think in a lot right. of seasons of life, you'll say like, man, I'm so busy. I didn't like I just woke up and <laughs> that season of my life is over or whatever. Don't even don't even get to take a breath. But I knew I wanted to marry Kevin. I wanted to like get to the point where I, where we could get married. I wanted to move out, not because I didn't love my parents, but just because that's the urge you have when you're that age. And I just, the other side was so appealing. And now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, oh, Hannah, slow down. <laughs> Take a breath. Like, right. you'll yeah. get there. Which um, I'm sure we're, we're honestly going to say about ourselves right now, too, mm -hmm. because I'm also in a whole new like transitional phase so it's like just slow down and enjoy where you're at and it's easy to say but it's so hard to just actually slow down because yeah. you're you're kind of wired to just like what's next what's next and another thing I would say like my main hard thing that was going on during senior year was like I knew I like had the deepest desire in my heart since I was in like eighth grade to like leave Tallahassee and go to either like LA or like mm -hmm. somewhere big I just wanted to do something and in entertainment not necessarily like in front of the camera but just involved mm -hmm. and so I like had this whole thing where I went out to Pepperdine and I auditioned and I got in and I even got a scholarship for like theater and, and media production and if for those of you who don't know Pepperdine is in Malibu and it's like a private school so obviously cha-ching mm -hmm. <laughs> like it was just so expensive and even with a scholarship it was just too much money so I had to decide like okay do I go do this and follow like my heart and what I want or do like I stay at FSU where everything's paid for I'm actually getting paid to go to go to college because of like bright futures or whatever right and so that's what I ended up choosing but it was really hard because I put the entire weight of my life and my future on that decision mm -hmm. I was like if I go to LA that's completely changing my life and if I stay here that's completely changing my life and I put so much weight on that decision that it was really really hard to kind of let go of that mm -hmm. decision like even the year after high school like as I transitioned into college and we can kind of go into that but I, I will say like that whole year was a year of like sitting in regret mm -hmm. almost like I was mm -hmm. like why did I do this I, I wasn't happy I felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be which was the hardest thing for me yeah. um and I was in like a, a just a not stable or healthy relationship and so I was like why did I do this to myself and so I just like basically I looked at my future and I was like I screwed up I yeah. made a mistake and because of that like nothing in the future is going to end up how I wanted it to end up and I would just say like looking back is like stop putting so much stop giving yourself so much power that one decision you make mm -hmm. is going to alter the entire rest of your life and I still do that now yeah. I'm kind of in that spot at the moment, but it's like, it's hard to do because 
when you when you're like me and you think about things in such depth Mm -hmm. how can you not look at that and be like well obviously it did change your life in a way but I look at it now and see how God did work and see that like it would have been different if I went there but it wasn't God's plan you know so it's hard though that reminds me of a conversation my mom and I had recently when my dad graduated from grad school because he has he was going to grad school for music he had three different options job options in three Mm -hmm. different states and they were like really praying and really just saying like, okay, Lord, what is the right choice? And they realized that they had this inaccurate thinking that, you know, you have door A, B, and C. And one of these doors is the door that will lead you to the right thing. And that's mm-hmm. when God's grace will follow you and you've done his will. And it's like, there's so much pressure. Like, what's the door, <laughs> you know? Right. And then she said they kind of came to a realization where – the Lord knows your heart and he knows that if you are honestly trying to follow his will, mm. he will follow you and you will have his grace and his mercy and he will go with you in that plan because we also have free will. So there isn't just one door that's the correct door. And it's just such a comfort because I think even as a senior, people are like, where are you going? What are you doing? And if it's like you don't have an exact answer it's like well I guess I'm just confused and I'm not doing anything so well that actually like seriously I don't know if you could see through the camera but when you were talking I literally like I teared up and I have chills because that's I'm in that spot right now I'm not gonna talk about it right now but one of the biggest things I've always struggled with and I'm sure like you were talking about even they struggle with this is like I want so badly and I would talk about this with friends is like I want so badly to follow God's will and God's voice but I'm looking at these different choices in my life and I'm or these different paths in my life and I'm like I weigh them both and I'm like okay I can see how this does and I can see how this does and the way I, I look at God too narrowly like I look at him as if like this is his exact path for my mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. like there is a right choice mm-hmm. maybe like it's so much more in depth than that it's like follow what you feel is right and ask him for guidance and he will guide you. But at the end of the day, like you said, and like your mom said, which is just so wise. And I just like love is just that he will be behind you if he knows like what your heart is and he does. Mm -hmm. And so it's just coming out of a place of purity and I uh, like being pure in your intentions. And I just think that that is just like super powerful. So I'm so glad you said that. Yes, it definitely is really, really comforting. I'm happy it could comfort you in that situation. Yeah. No, for real. Um, I think that kind of like goes into college too mm-hmm. and um, we can kind of transition there. But I think my main issue in college is like, aside from like just all the mistakes that I made, which everyone does. Sure. I think one of the biggest things I did was like throughout college, like we said before, I had this idea of like my life and I wouldn't necessarily like go out and say like this was my idea of my life, but it was just there. Mm-hmm. And so in doing that, I'm like, limiting God's like ability to God's ability to work basically like I'm telling myself this is the only way I can find success and so I'm kind of like cutting out every other option that God could lay in front of me and in a way like I'm if a different path was to be laid in front of me I'm already setting myself up for failure you know because I'm looking at that as something I didn't want when in reality that's what God had for me so right I mean to be to be fair to you I think you were genuinely trying to follow your gifting which i think is something that we're called to do but yeah i totally get what you're saying that's very true i get what you're saying it's so hard right it's Mm -hmm. so hard to hear god's voice not hear but it's just so hard to discern it when every aspect like you obviously 
when you read the word, like, you know what's right and you know what's wrong. So when it's that gray area of, like, nothing's necessarily right, nothing's necessarily wrong, Don't it's so hard. Don't even started it's on so gray hard. area. I, Ugh, my so hard. My whole life, I just, the gray area did not exist. And I just thought everything was mm. extremely black and white and right and wrong. Mm. And it's, I just think of, like, Katie Heron, it's like, the limit does not exist. The gray area does not exist. Um, and it does. Mm. And that's been such a hard lesson in adulthood. And it's led to a lot of cynicism. Eh, I don't know if I would call it cynicism, but maybe even some like being judgmental just because I was confused as to why someone was yeah. someone was interpreting something as like there wasn't a, a definite moral line. And I even had a situation happen this summer because I really hate being untruthful um, or distruthful, untruthful. Yeah, dishonest. I really, yeah, dishonest. Thank you. I really hate being <laughs> dishonest, and it will eat me alive. And which I is good. That's a good. It is good. It is great good. about you. But I had had this plan. I mean, this trip planned. I had had this trip planned for months, and let me tell you, it had been a very hard time in my life, specifically in my marriage. And I had this mm. trip planned to go with my family to my lake house in upstate New York, which is like our. Haven. I've been going, my mom's been going there since she was 10 years old. It's been in the family for a long time, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so like two weeks before I'm supposed to go, I get COVID and I was like, oh no. And so I didn't want to accept that it was COVID. So I waited like five or six days to take a test. Oh yeah. I remember you telling me about this. Okay. Well, it's probably because it destroyed my life for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> Um, so anyways, so I'm looking at the CDC guidelines, I'm looking at the airline guidelines and they don't match. And so I'm like, mm. do I go with the CDC? Do I go with the airline? And it was like, <laughs> I had to press a button that said I yeah. have not tested positive in X amount of days. And I was weeping on the phone with my, with my wow. dad because I could not press the button. And Kevin, who is much better at seeing gray than I am, is like, let me press it. Let me press <laughs> the button. Give me the phone. And I was like, no, I can't. And so finally I talked with my dad and we prayed over this psalm. And he was like, I just want to leave space for the Lord to speak to you. And no lie, I'm not making this up, I promise. The Lord said to me, <laughs> go in peace. And I'll always remember it because it's not something I would say mm. like normally. And I went and it was such a fantastic time. I mean, I got one of my teeth ripped out without lighting <laughs> on that trip. <laughs> what? But it was a really good time. Oh, I do remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's why my tooth is missing. But anyways, um, <laughs> when you... why was I even talking about that? Oh, yeah, gray area. No, but that's so funny. That See, God makes people so differently because I am just not – I would have been like, I mean, I mean, I tested negative yeah. like two days ago. Close it says enough. that you tested for 14. That's kind of close. <laughs> like, I'm, I like, I'm so not like that. But it's – that's why God made people differently right. so that we can like weigh each other out Balance and like other. help each other see – yeah. So kind of transitioning from gray area, you leave high school, you're on your own, you're making your own decisions, you like have to decide your own moral principles and all of that. And for me, mm -hmm. I think you're going to talk a little bit more about that. For me, my parents, so my mom, three days before graduation came and said, I have cancer again, I'm going to have to go to New York City for like a certain amount of days, which we thought was going to be two weeks. <laughs> so I was like, mm. okay, so I ended up going to live with one of her best friends, who's also now one of my best friends, Tiffany Webster. Oh, Shout right. out to the Webster family. She's <laughs> the best people. And my mom and dad were gone for like 62 days, I think. Um, and so during that time, I was living with another family. And as magical and wonderful as they are and how much I love them, it's 
that's hard a hard time to be living with someone else during that transition and it's led to a lot of like issues of like me feeling like a burden because I wasn't in my own home even though they would have never I don't think they thought that but it's just something that happened right anyways I've talked a little bit about my intrusive thoughts and going out of high school and when I was living with them and my parents were gone that's when I got like smacked in the face with all of these intrusive Hmm. thoughts and anxiety true anxiety problems so the start of my college experience was bizarre and just kind of hard to like navigate but I really did love my first year in college I went to TCC and I was I love still living in Tallahassee so what was it like like right when you got out I mean college was college was hard just because like I said before I was always going back and forth between like that I was never going to get to what I wanted to do and I was never going to be able to use my passion um, how I wanted to use it or get my dream job or meet the right person, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I was also like, I was in the middle of just a not a not a great relationship. I'm not going to trash it on here, but <laughs> yeah. um, I just, it just wasn't the greatest relationship and I wasn't, I just wasn't in the might the right mindset to be like in a relationship and Mm -hmm. to be trying to navigate something with someone who was just not on the same wavelength as me, Mm -hmm. not necessarily worse or or better, but just like we just had different mindsets about things. And that's Mm -hmm. really hard um, to do different things. And I think that college and also like the end of college, one of the biggest things I did that I would look back and say is that I was just so, so hard on myself because Throughout college, I did. I made some mistakes, you know, Mm -hmm. like we all make bad mistakes, whether your mistakes are like how you navigate your thoughts or whether your mistakes are physical mistakes that people can see and judge you for. It it makes no difference. But I will say like I made mistakes. I did bad things. I I, I did bad things. Makes me sound like a murderer. No, (laughs) I did bad things. I did. (laughs) I was a bad girl. No, I really wasn't. Like people would look at me and think, oh, this girl has her head on her shoulders. She's little Miss Perfect or whatever. But I made choices that I just felt guilty about. You know, Mm -hmm. I was ashamed of different things that I did. And towards the end of college, I made choices that kind of altered the track of my spirituality in a way that just like hurt me and I had to grow from. And so I, I was telling Hannah earlier that it's just it's such an easy thing for especially girls to do in that time of your life is just to look at yourself and be like, I'm worthless now. And I know yeah. that sounds extreme, but like seriously, there were points when I would say to myself, like, I'm worthless. Either I'm worthless for God, like I would say that sometimes, or mm-hmm. like feel like I'm worthless, like no one's gonna love me after like stuff that I've done, whether yeah. that's in relationship or just my mindset and things, and or I was worthless to friends, or I was worthless to my family. And I would really let these decisions I made weigh down on me. And I even though I would preach to everyone else, like it's so funny. Like I was the biggest preacher of like to my non-Christian friends and everyone is like, no matter what you've done or what you're doing or who you are, Jesus loves you and he wants a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. But when it came to myself, I didn't necessarily, I believed it, but I didn't like put it to action. Like yeah. I seriously believed like I had no worth and like there was no coming back from it. And I think I would just tell people that like, if you made mistakes, like really bad mistakes that you don't even want to talk about, or you are currently in the process of making mistakes, like give yourself grace. Obviously, Jesus wants you to not make those mistakes right. and to move forward learn. and look to him and learn. But also like 
there is, Jesus does bring light to the darkness. And people always say that, but they always talk about, I feel like they talk about in the, in the um, realm of like, he brings light to darkness in like circumstances that happen to you or like what other people do to you. I feel like when it comes to your own life, people forget that Jesus brings light to the darkness that you bring upon yourself, if that makes sense, from the choices you make or the the consequences that you have to deal with. Like Jesus can bring light to that. And it's hard to believe while you're in the middle of it. So I think that was something that I needed to learn and still I'm learning. Yeah, isn't that funny how like it's so much easier to give sympathy and empathy to other people and then when it yeah. comes to yourself because we essentially had the same thing written down on like as a general note to our younger selves. I I would hug me. I would be so much more mm. kind to myself. And I was just talking um kind of about this concept to my sister Erin as well because I think you know she's kind of had some struggles with self-confidence and and I've said, like, what if you wrote a letter to your younger self? And, you know, what would your disposition yeah. towards her be? And I feel like for a lot of people, it would be like, Ugh, you know, like, it's going to be okay. It's, it's you're yeah. trying your best, you know. Right. And then we get to, like, present day and we're like, oh, man, you messed up again. You know, you yeah. couldn't get anything oh, right. And Without a doubt. It's sad because that is just the opposite of the way the Lord views us. And it almost feels like wrong to try and view us as the Lord does. It's like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not right. all that, or I'm not worth that type of love, you know? But at the same time, I look back and every decision, every choice that I made, good, bad, disgusting, mm -hmm. <laughs> untalkable, like those shape, however cheesy it sounds, they really, really did like make me who I am today. And they are continuing to make me who I am. Don't get me wrong. You do have to deal with the consequences mm -hmm. that ha that come from your actions. You do and Definitely. you will. And it's going to be hard and it's going to put you through more pain. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that you are completely off course from the Lord like yeah, that doesn't there's mean, redemption there. don't let yeah don't let people look at you and just because you made a mistake let them look at you as if you don't love the Lord or you have no you have no desire to follow his will because that is completely the opposite I will say in all of the mistakes I've made during those mistakes I love the Lord just as much as I love him now mm -hmm. um and I know it's hard for some people to believe and look at but it was true for me and so you don't know people's heart and yeah. They don't know your heart. And so it's right. not fair to judge people. You know, obviously people make decisions and like you're saying, like there is consequences for those, but you don't know their heart. You don't know how the Lord is working in them. You don't know if right. they're really grappling with something and, and maybe they were really feeling that the Lord was trying to tell them something and then you look at them judgmentally or you, you act towards mm -hmm. them judgmentally and what's that going to do to mm -hmm. that progress? Don't let other people's view of you equate to how you see God views you because it's mm -hmm. so not it's so not the same. So, yeah. So I guess we would just ask our listeners, what would you say to your younger self? Or if you wrote a note or a letter to your younger self, would you be kinder? Would you shed a couple of tears with yourself? Um, what does right? that conversation <laughs> look like to you? And I think it's like super, at least even just this podcast has been so insightful to me, like just to look it back and say, and that's what I kind of did to prepare for this podcast is just write down things that I felt like were mistakes mm -hmm. and then how I learned from them. And that's just something you can do to like, one, look back at your life and get a better perspective and just 
converse with like the mistakes you've made and also the right choices and the path that God has put before you. So definitely and show and like it's so much easier to see how the Lord's redeemed those mistakes. Yeah. You know, for his glory. Yeah. Alrighty, so that wraps up our main discussion about what you would say to your younger self or just how our transitions have looked from high school to now. And now we get to talk about the fun stuff, which is the curtain call segment. So what's the latest? What's the deets? No, what's happening in pop culture? I know you got something for me, Hannah. I always have something fresh know, right? out the <laughs> oven. Basically, there is a movie that is up for a couple Oscars, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And if any of our listeners were around in the 80s, they would probably be aware of this person. Um, but her and her husband were televangelists. First of all, I'll paint a little picture for you. So the movie is starring Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye and then Andrew Garfield as her husband. I don't remember his Ooh. name, but they're both fabulous. I love her. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, I know. Anyway, so the story is really about how they went from going to a Bible college of some sort and having this strong desire to be televangelists. And it was very hmm. popular at that time, I believe. Um, like there was a couple televangelists that were like super popular, kind of like what I would equate our Joel Olstein to purely okay. as far as like on TV, on books and Barnes and Noble. They went to the Bible college and then they got married and then they were like, we want to be televangelists. So they started out with like puppets and were mm. um, kind of targeting more of a children's audience. And then as that became more successful and they kind of got into the world of televangelism, they moved to like adult segments. And gotcha. Tammy Faye was known for... As far as I'm, my what my mom said to me and what the movie portrays, she was extremely loving towards people. She even had people um, like with AIDS come on her show or with things mm. that would be like taboo at the time. Right. She just wanted to love them. Eventually, her husband gets arrested for not handling like the money properly, or there was like shady stuff going on as like far fraud as fraud or something. Yeah, or like yeah. yeah. So I guess I just wanted to have. So this is. I want to reiterate, this is like, she's probably going to win an Oscar for Best Actress. This is on HBO Max, like large like mainstream audience. mainstream media. Mainstream yeah. media. And Not like pure flicks. Right. No hate. <laughs> Not making fun of pure flicks. I, I do like some of pure flicks. Um, but I guess I just wanted to ask the question, like, what does this do? What does this mean for how Christianity is portrayed? It's more of an open-ended question. But I also really wonder, and you can't answer this for me unless you're Jessica or Andrew, but I really wonder yeah. what it does to the actors and actresses if it does anything. Yeah. Because throughout the movie, there's a lot of prayer. They're quoting Bible verses like 24-7. Wow. And it's very interesting. Would you say that it portrays Christianity in a good way, in a very um, like typical way or in a negative way? I would say that it is muddy. I would say mm. that she's portrayed very positively for the most part. It's not doesn't feel like it's mocking. It just feels mm. like it's more of like this is their story. And unfortunately, their story isn't the most positive representation of Christianity. I gotcha. That's super interesting. And it's interesting that you talk about the actors because have you ever heard of the movie or seen it, Fury? I think it's got – I know it has Shia LaBeouf, and I think it has oh. Brad 
Pitt, maybe? I've heard of it, it's but about I war. I've never seen it. One of the main characters, which Shia LaBeouf played, was a devout Christian and like mm. super devout Christian. And not they didn't portray it negatively at all. Like he yeah. was just in the middle of war, super devout. I'm pretty sure it was the Vietnam War. I could be wrong. But I heard a story and saw an interview. Now, obviously, we don't know people's hearts, but Shia LaBeouf said he had like 100% he felt like he had an encounter with Jesus because of his role in that movie. Wow. Like he felt because of him trying to get to know his character, like he truly saw Jesus and accepted him. And that was in an interview. And I was like blown away. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Wow. I mean, obviously, I don't know his heart or what his path is now, but it's interesting because it's like, what if these people are Christians or, you know, they say they're Christians, but they like hold it close to their vest or close. Like if they hold it, mm. they don't show all of their cards. You know, does Andrew Garfield need to be in an interview if hypothetically he was a believer? Do you think that he should be in interviews saying I am a believer? Hmm. Yes. Or do you think it's OK? You're saying, do you think it's right? Hmm. Or do you think it's OK if he doesn't make that religious view public? See, in my opinion, I think it's I think it's okay that he doesn't make it public because just because he's not making it public in the media mm -hmm. doesn't mean that he doesn't talk about it with people that he has a relationship with and that he, he knows personally, you know, and that he loves. Yeah. So I would say it's okay if that was his position. But also I feel like, and maybe this is just because this is how I would be, if at some point you're in the media for that long and It'll you have all these up. interviews – it's got to come it's up and come like yeah. you you would even if it's in the most nonchalant way you would be like well I'm you know I'm a believer and so I believe like I feel like it would just come up so yeah I'm not I think it's totally okay if he didn't but I feel like naturally yeah I, I agree with that it's just interesting what question. do you have you ever seen because you're talking about Christianity being portrayed in the media did you see um oh redeeming love did you see that movie and have you read the book? I didn't see the movie. I didn't read the book. Okay. My mom <laughs> saw the movie. I heard about it through her. She's been telling me semi-weekly yeah. to go see the movie, but I have not yet really? seen it. Did she love it? Yeah, she really loved it. Or like, okay. It's just interesting to see different ways that it's portrayed because I saw that movie and I, I will say I love the movie hmm. um, because I just love the story. I think the story is just so true to my belief of what Christianity is. Granted, there were a few actors that just sucked and some things were cheesy, but that, that that's with everything. Yeah. But I think there was a huge backlash because people were like, this romanticizes like, I don't know if it, they were talking about it, romanticizing sex was part of it. It was mm -hmm. romanticizing like prostitution, stuff like that. And I just, I think there's just two ways to see. It. I think people are so critical mm -hmm. when it comes to Christianity and the media, whether that's like talent like artists or actors or pop singers that come out and say they're christian people mm -hmm. are so judgmental about every little thing they've done yeah or whether it's a christian movie they have to judge every little thing like this has to be perfect or we do not approve right and i just hate that yeah i know it's just interesting because it's like if it weren't produced publicized marketed as a christian movie what would the uh critics mm. You know, let's just say like Christian people who are watching the movie, would they even say anything about it? You know, like I'm sure yeah, we've all not. seen a sex scene in a movie, but it's not a Christian movie. So like, OK, well, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. What I'm Two things I want to say. I understand there's definitely we've talked about this with Euphoria. 
there's definitely a point of view that's like guard your heart guard your heart guard your mind guard your heart guard your mind and we are not throwing that out of the window i just think like as we talk about gray area we need to to be able to talk about gray area and like what does that look like for each believer and is this even a gray area yeah so i just it is christianity in the media is very interesting and it's interesting to see how like People are judgmental towards, you know, like singers that come out as Christian. Like as soon as Justin Bieber said, I'm a Christian and is all gung ho about God, people mm-hmm. are judging his every mood move when they weren't before. So right. I just feel like, like we were talking about before, give grace for people. And also like you're not in their shoes, so you don't know what's going on. That's so true, because honestly, I think about the fact like everyone's made mistakes, right? We've all had something slip out of our mouths yeah. that we were like, whoop gonna rewind wish i could take that that back and whenever i think about like i've definitely thought about multiple times like if i was famous what because this is the way that cancel culture is which don't even get me started someone 30 (laughs) years from now could be like that can be a whole nother oh hannah argersinger famous hopefully writer anyways (laughs) if they say (laughs) 35 years ago she says she's a christian but 35 years ago she said this could you imagine? Can you imagine? So, like, yes, have grace because you are not famous and you do not know what that is like. Yeah, right? And, like, these people, like, and I was talking about Hannah about this earlier, is, like, I was watching videos of Justin Bieber's concert. I don't know why I'm only talking about Justin Bieber, but that's because you know it. me. I we love it. it. Anyways, his concert, like, at his concert, go look up videos of this, like, in the intro and outro. And I'm not saying, like, this is what he believes. This is his heart. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, in his concert, in mm-hmm. his tour, like, he is a reaching millions of people he literally talks and there's video and there's like words underneath of the gospel like he's basically talking about jesus he says jesus being the sinless one jesus died on the cross for you he loves you like god wants you he doesn't judge you for who you are he wants you like a relationship with you and i'm just looking at that and i'm thinking if i was an artist would i have the boldness Mm -hmm. to on my multi-million dollar multi-million people that i'm seeing put that up on my screen for all these people that know I'm like I'm in secular music mm-hmm. that's just to me that's so bold and like yeah people make mistakes but like you have to look at people's heart and be like man someone like that is trying probably a lot harder than I'm trying honestly right and it's just like so interesting because I feel like some people it's like trying to create chasm between like people yeah. who say they're Christians that are in the media and then like people who say they're Christians that aren't that are you know just regular people and I'm like if our purpose in life is to be on this earth and to glorify God and here we have these people in the media trying to glorify God if if what they say is true and if their hearts are you know towards him they're trying to portray this why would right. we not be banding together with them to further right. glorify the Lord and don't get me wrong there are people I know there are people just like me that think this like y'all go y'all do the best to put jesus out there Mm -hmm. and you know obviously they're gonna make mistakes and some things they say they're not gonna say everything right when it comes to jesus or when it comes to normal stuff but i just feel like let's get behind people let's love them let's any type of christianity portrayed in the media like let's understand what's right and wrong and let's look at it from a you know a biblical perspective but at the same time like widen your perspective and like pray for those people that have that platform yeah and if you disagree then like okay identify why you disagree and be open to honorable dialogue with other people who have different viewpoints yeah. than you and like make a great conversation about it you know yep which is what we're all about 
So that about wraps everything up. We really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Please share us with your friends. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Keep your head to the sky. Keep your eyes.